עוד רבותיי, מאמר הגאולה, רבי משה חיים נוצאתו, רפואה שלמה חיה אלגרה בת גמילה, אין יוסף חיים בן רוזה, אין נא רפאנה להם, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף, ורפואתן קרובה לבוא, וכן יהי רצון ונאמר אמן. רמח"ל, דהולי רמח"ל, gave us a very very great gift in this מאמר, called מאמר הגאולה, where he gives us a very, very uh, deep understanding of the process of how Geulah happens. It's based on the original Geulah that took place in Mitzrayim. He understands that that's the model for all Geulot. And he explains what has to happen. He already told us that uh, the four Kilkulim of the Galut, that has to be fixed. in order for the ultimate Mashiach ben David to be revealed. But the process is called Pekidah v'zechidah. The first process is called Pekidah. Pakod means to remember, but it's not as strong as Zechidah. And he based it on the Pasuk that says, um, that's how he actually started the Sefer, if you remember, Al tismihi The Jewish people in Galut is Nafalti. Now we're in the Sugya of Nafalti. But the Navi tells us, Micha, there's going to be a Kamti. There's going to be a, a rise. That Kamti is called Pekida. It's the first stage. And then, Ki Eshev Bahoshech, that even though I'm going to sit in darkness, Adonai or Li, then already it's going to be the real revelation of Yud Kevavke, and then there's going to be Or, and then there's going to be Geulah. So he understands that those two Pesukim, Ki nafalti kamti zu pekida, Ki eshev bachoshech Hashem or Li zu zechira. Let's say it in uh, terms of Mashiach. Pekida is Mashiach ben Yosef, And Zechira is Mashiach ben David. You need to go through the two Mashiachs and each one makes the preparation in order to bring the ultimate Geulah. So it's a team, uh, we call that teamwork. Mashiach ben David cannot come straight. And people think, oh, Mashiach is going to come, it's a one-day process. According to Ramhal, this process probably began already 250 years ago. And people think, oh, we're going to wake up one day, and then the whole thing happens in one second. It doesn't work like that. It's a long process, and it probably happens at the time of Ramchal, the Gaon Mevilna, the Baal Shem Tov, or Haim HaKadosh. These were the great Sadiqim that in their time, uh, they all have something in common. The four rabbis that I mentioned. Number one, they started to reveal The secrets of the Kabbalah, that's the, the Nistar, the secrets. And in the tradition is that the process of Pekidah cannot start until the secrets of the Torah start to become revealed. And though that generation, that's when this uh, Limud, before that, uh, there was not so much study of the Sodot of the Torah. Yeah, here and there, there was a few Yeshivot, but there wasn't, 
you know, the uh, the promoting of it as it was from the times of Ramchal, Gaon, Baal Shem, or Kadosh. And uh, at that time, they all believed that it's the time of the Pekida. Uh, Ramchal and the Gaon clearly believed that for the Pekida to take place, for Mashiach ben Yosef to take place, it must happen through uh, Eris Israel. You got to go back to Eris Israel. And that's why they made great efforts to go back to Yerushalayim and to Eris Israel. The Gaon de Vilna and his, uh, and his Talmidim, uh, Ramchal, of course, got to Eris Israel. Uh, Orachim Kadosh got to Eris Israel. I don't think the Baal Shem ever got there. Uh, or the Gaon, but their students got there, and they believed, why did they go to Israel? And that was not something, you know, Zionistic. It wasn't that they were, you know, Zionists. They went to Israel because they knew that they were making tikkunin to start the process. They were involved in a lot of underground work in order to bring this uh, tahalich to fruition. So, remember we learned on yesterday's Ma'amara Geula that the first kilkul is partially fixed uh, in the Pekidah time. So let's review the first kilkul. The first kilkul we learned was Hester Panim. Hester Panim means that the world is in, 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 in Hester, meaning uh, the world doesn't see where the Shefa is coming from. The world falls into a type of place where we think it's natural, and we think it's kuhi and we think that uh, you know we're doing it ourselves, and everybody forgets bore olam. We don't see that the direct shefa is coming from hakadosh baruch That doesn't mean it's not there; just we don't see it. That's part of esther panim, and esther panim is a mitziut; it's a reality. And the way we understood it from the ramchal is that there's a certain Sinor called uh, Yesod, and the Yesod is the feeder pipe that feeds the or the light from above, and that feeds it into the Malchut, which is called the Shekhinah, which is the presence of God on earth. Like we say, Leshem Yehud Kutcha Berichu Ushinte. There's Kutcha Berichu and Shekhinte. Kutcha Berichu is a Kadosh Baruchu in the Shamayim, but his presence that he sends the Shefa through. To us is the Shekhinah. And the job of the Tzaddikim is always to make a Yehud between Kutcha Berichu Shkinte. We do that by doing mitzvot. But at the time of Esther Panim, although our mitzvot feed the Shekhinah, but since it's Esther Panim, it doesn't go through the Yesod, and therefore it causes a blockage, so to speak. It's not that the sun is not shining. The sun is always shining, but there's clouds. So that doesn't mean because there's clouds, there's no sun. There's still a sun, you just don't see it. And therefore, if you have a sterpanim, then a lot of evil can happen. You could have deniers of God, you could have atheists, you could have all sorts of public you know, display of rebellion against God, not to follow his uh, laws and so on, you know, uh, however it manifests itself. That's all part of the sterpanim. There's no God, uh, we can do whatever we want, you know, it's... Uh, and that's because the Shekhinah is not feeding Klai Yisrael with the strong measure that it's supposed to. Because God, like we said, reconfigures the Sifirot, and it's coming from a different place. And as a result, the Kilipot, which is the power of Tum'ah, the nations of the world will call it, 
the Tsarim of the Umot Olam, they're getting energy, and they think they're in charge. <laughs> and we become the Eved, and they become the Melech. This is what we mentioned in Stedpanim. So the first Inyan of Pekida is to reveal the Gilui of the Shekhinah again. To uncover the Hestet. That everybody should know, uh, at least Klai Israel in the beginning, should know uh, that there's HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world. And that happens when the Yisod is put back in place. Now, Yisod is put back in place by a tzaddik. Like we said, uh, uh, Yosef HaSadik. He is the uh, image that we have in the Torah of the Yisod, Sadiq Yisod Olam. Because of Yosef's perfection in Midate Yisod, in Kiddushah, so through him all the Beracha came to the world. The, the world is the Malchut, the world is, is the, the Nukba. Who was able to supply all the food to the world? Yosef. Not because he was a good economist, not because he was a good dream interpreter, not because, you know, he knows how to preserve food and all that. That's not the reason. The reason is because he is the Tzaddik Yesod Olam. Therefore, when God wants to bring Berachat to the world, he has to find uh, a Tzinor that will be able to, to, to receive it and then deliver it. And that was Yosef. And that's Bibhina of Mashiach bin Yosef. That's going to be his job as well to, uh, yes, I think we said the word like a plumber. That's, a, of course, a mundane word. It's just to unclog the pipe and to start to give the Shekhinah its kawahagim. That's the, that's the pikida. And the Rav, and forgive me for all these hagdamot, uh, I should just let the Rav talk. But without, I don't think, without these hagdamot, we might not appreciate as much as what he's trying to say. So I'm trying to soften it a little. Just so we read the words, it'll be like a hazara. So, in Mitzrayim, which is the ultimate Geula, Mitzrayim uh, begins with Yosef. And it ends with Moshe. But even when Moshe Rabbeinu takes the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim, he knows that he cannot do it without Yosef. That's why when everybody else is taking the money, Moshe Rabbeinu is going after Asmot Yosef. Because he knows that Yosef is the tzaddik. And for the shefa to, to run through, to feed the Shekhinah correctly, you need to have Yosef. There. And keep in mind, Yosef represents uh, the reverse of Hester Panim. You remember when uh, the brothers, for example, they came along to Yosef at the end and they said, you know, please forgive us for what we did to you. The, that we uh, we didn't treat you correctly and so on. And what does Yosef uh, right away say? That atim hashavtim elohim hashava The tzaddik yesod he sees everything for what it is. Everything is good. He sees he he sees it through the hester panim. The brothers are coming and saying, "What? Well, forgive us because ra'agem alucha. We did bad to you." And Yosef said, what do you mean bad? You don't see exactly, you don't know what you did to me. You actually did something very good to me. That's the Midah of Rabbi Akiva as well. Rabbi Akiva was the Sadiq Yesod of his generation. They say, it's, uh, I think it said that the, uh, 
the Ramchal was the Nitzotz of Rabbi Akiva. That's why they're buried next to each other. Rabbi Akiva made Teshuvah at 40, and Ramchal only lived to 40. And they say that Ramchal fixed the first 40 years of Rabbi Akiva. There's some type of statement like that. But nonetheless, that those that are involved in uh, uh, this Inyan of Yesod, they believe, you know, they have Tov Ayin, they see everything for, for the good, they see everything is 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 right, because the, by them there's no hester. So that's why the first Mashiach is called Mashiach bin Yosef. That's the Behinah of Yosef. Uh, he already starts to reveal the hester. So that, let's take that as a uh, as an introduction of Botai. Let's start now and uh, let's read. Let's read inside. I, 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 again, I'll just say one more uh, uh, point. That when they talk about going back to Tzion, Tzion Yerushalayim, this Inyan, what we call Yerushalayim Tzion, if I'm not mistaken, we have the mathematicians online. Sion represents the Yesod. Sion Gematria Yosef. The numerical value of the word Sion is 156. Yerushalayim represents the Malchut. That's where the kingdom of God is. So when we say Sion Yerushalayim, we're reconfiguring the Yesod to go into the Malchut. That's why the Gaom of Vilna wanted to go Yerushalayim. They didn't only uh, uh, learn about it, but they wanted to actually make the tikkun in, in action to connect Sion to Yerushalayim. This is not a, uh, a, a, a um, you know, just a, a, a making aliyah, like we say. No, they were, they were making aliyah ta'ulamot. They were lifting all the ulamot together in order to, to, to move along, let's say, this process. That's Sion Yerushalayim. That's Yesod and Malkut. All right, enough of my uh, uh, rambling. Now let's say uh, let's see what the Rabbi has to say. <laughs> so he says, lo I still didn't tell you what is this pekida. Hashalem adat sadika nekra batura malacha goel as yered zeham maor. This light that comes from the tzaddik, which is the yesod, venigla la shechina. It's going to reveal itself to the shechina. Shu batzugo. That's its uh, batzug. So it's a reuniting of kutcha berichu shkente via the yesod. That means now it's coming the proper way. Now listen to the line of Ramhal. That at that time when the Pikidah begins and the Shekhinah starts to get its nourishment again, that's something that happens, you know, that hasn't happened since the beginning of the Galut. Interesting what he calls it. It seems that uh, there's, uh, let, let, let's say it like this, there's, we'll give the mashal in something that we can relate to. 
take your life. A person, when he sees a, a, a girl, he says, oh, I like this girl. When he gives her a ring and says, I don't conditionally. Of course not. It doesn't, doesn't start immediately that they get married. There's a, a process. Uh, they have to first date. And then after they date, so oh, get engaged. And slowly, slowly, they're getting closer and closer. Uh, now they have uh, uh, an engagement party. They make a lahayim. And then they move on. They give each other gifts. This also is mekarev them a bit. And then they make kiddushin. And then they make nisuin. And then they have the hood. And that. So it's a, it's a process. Similarly, when we are trying to reconnect kuchabirichu shkenteh, then this happened, boom, harit mekudeshet. It's called Hibur Rishon. Slowly, slowly, the Shekhinah is starting to... It's like uh, 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 the Zohar Kadosh says, there's a Hibur called uh, Hibur of Nishikin. Uh, first, uh, there's the kiss. And then there's the Hibuk. And then there's the hug. These are signs of uh, closeness, but it's not the ultimate. And then you have uh, the ultimate Hibur, the Zivug. So therefore, the Ramhal says, at this time of the Pekida, it's starting to uh, connect. It's it's Hibur Rishon. Shalom et Haber min ayom shamat yadena. Beharechen. Efaresh deka lama nekra pikida. Now, the Rahal says, I didn't tell you why it's called pikida. There's a reason for that. Why the the word pakod is used. Beteda. Sha pikida yidah yesod. He says, I'll prove it to you. He says, you should know. I mean, pikida is through yesod. By the way, let's go back to Mitzrayim. What did Yosef tell uh, the brothers uh, before he, he, he passed away? Pakod yifkod Elohim etchem. So Yosef, which is Bechinat Mashiach ben Yosef, he said, the process is going to start with pakod yifkod. And then what happens? Kemo shamati dekha. Vigiluya zechira ayedat tef'eret. The zikhira comes from a different uh, a different department. That's called tef'eret. If you look at the sefirot, yesod is, is in the middle. Above yesod, right above it, you take the elevator one flight up, and you're in the uh, area called tef'eret. Now in sefirat ta'omid, this is the week of tef'eret. Tef'eret represents Torah Shebikhtav. Uh, tef'eret represents Moshe Rabbeinu. Velachen. Then the blockage is open. Remember we learned the blockage? He opens the blockage. Now, the Ramhaz is very careful. There's not going to be a stirpin like there was in the beginning. It's not fixed yet, but there's not going to be kebarishona. It's going to start to become more revealed. Maybe, listen, maybe, and the Ramhaz will say this later on. Uh, once already there's less stirpinim, more people start to make teshuvah. They start to see God. All of a sudden you start to see a movement where people are, are returning. That's a sign that the Mashiach is coming. That the Hester Panim is moving away and now people are starting to, to be Hoser. They're starting to see the light. They're starting to realize that it's not about them and it's not, you know, all the things that they believed in 
they trusted in government, and they trusted in the bank system, and they trusted in the army, and they trusted in their doctors, and they trusted in all, you know, their advisors, that as long as we have our money and we have our, you know, house, eh, nothing can happen to us. And then all of a sudden they start to get old and they start to see, no, everything is very, very fragile. And everything is really from the, the Boreh. And that's already a little revelation from the Hestet. That's the type of Pekidah. Now, I'm not saying the Pekidah started today or yesterday. I'm saying the Pekidah already started, could be 200 years ago. But the point is, it's a long process, but we can appreciate the process. Avam. There's two more things you have to know. The first thing you have to know is Pekida is done underground. What do I mean to say? Uh, it's, it's done which means uh, the Pekida is something that Bode Olam organizes and, and, and prepares but it's not revealed until the time of the Zechirah. They say, okay, the Pekidah was done already. It's something that's not uh, apparent necessarily. Wow, this is a little scary. He says, it's, the Pekidah is not permanent. The clog is opened. The Shekhinah starts to get filled, and then all of a sudden it stops again. I I I would have thought, okay, we really were on the road, we're moving, we're moving ahead, moving weiter, we're going ahead. And they're saying, not necessarily. Ramchal says that at a certain point the Shekhinah falls back into Hoshik, but it's not the same Hoshik that it was earlier. Remember, we learned the Pasuk, Kinafalti. Uh, that's Galut. Don't worry, Kampti. I'm going to get up. That's Mashiach bin Yosef. You remember Yosef bin Sadiq when he said to his brothers? Or what he said to, uh, yeah, That's Yosef. But then what does the Pasuk say? What do you mean, Hoshech? I taught Kampti. So the Ramchal learns that after the Kampti, there's a, there's a time again of Hoshech. But it's Ki Eshev Bahoshech. Now the Shekhinah can sit in the Hoshech. Before it was agonizing in the Hoshech. Before it was, the, the Shekhinah was Betza'ar. But now it's Ki Eshev Bahoshech. Shekhinah is, I can handle, after the Pekidah, Shekhinah I'm strong enough. I can be with the Kilipot. I can be in this uh, this place over here. I'm all right. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting for the Mashiach Ben David to come. And then Ki Eshev Bahoshech. Hashem Orli. Now already it turns into Yud Kevavke. Rabotai, let's read. Uh, another paragraph, if you'll allow me to. A lot of things happened at the time of the Pekidah. That's the first thing. The Shekhinah is going to be lifted up from the Afar. That's the key, Rabotai. We're only looking at uh, consequences. That I'm telling you, all these consequences that you see, there's a there's a shortage. It's all because the Shekhinah is not getting the right, uh, 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 the right light, the right spiritual nutrient. 
So therefore, the first thing in Pekidah is Kamti, Hitna'ari me'afar kumi shevi Yerushalayim. That's the same thing. Hitna'ari me'afar. Who's Hitna'ari me'afar? All these pesukim, now you're going to start to look at them in a different way. Get up from the dust. Who, who's in the dust? Shekhinah is in the dust. Shekhinah is in afar. Bo'malach, ma'i zotekima, ki lo ayarak hoshik ma'afilali Yisrael. Whenever there's darkness for Yisrael, that means the Shekhinah is in trouble. It works uh, hand in hand. If you want to know what the status of the Shekhinah is, look at Kla Yisrael. If Kla Yisrael is bitsa'ar and is being persecuted and is having difficult times, that means the Shekhinah is suffering as well and therefore it cannot feed the or to Kla Yisrael like it wants to. You have to know that. So that's what the Pasuk always means. Imo anuchi besara. The Shekhinah says, I'm with you in the Sarah. What do you mean? Not only I'm with you, <laughs> because I am in Sarah, that's why you're in the Sarah. It's, it's equal. That's why the Ramhal, in, his, in his, all his life, anything he did was always to bring the Shekhinah out of its exile. Because the great Sadiqim, that's what they worked on. Because they knew if he could just do that, then everything goes away. So instead of praying, oh God, give me $100 so I can pay my mortgage. <laughs> Why don't you go to the source? Go to the Mekor. If you get the Shekhinah fixed, then all these things go away. You don't have to worry about anything. The Jewish people, look at the language. They, they got so much troubles from the Galut B'nai Yisrael, they didn't even have a Menachem. There was nobody to console them. Berova Yagon, just every day, Mo Yagon, Mozart, Mitkaberet. One day's curse is a blessing compared to the next day. People would say, I wish this day would never repeat itself. And then when the next day comes, they say, Wow, I'll take yesterday. Yesterday was much better. The Tzarot just keep on, you know, compounding themselves. Valken Shaflan Nafsham Na'afar. Why? Because the Kilipot are in control. At the time of the Galut, the Kilipot are running the show, and their job is to make Klai sales uh, miserable. Shina Kilipot. However, but once already the Tzadik comes, Mashiach bin Yosef, let's say, the Yesod, that's why, by the way, one of the names of Mashiach, as you know, is Menachem, because that's the job of the Mashiach, to give Nehamat to the Shekhinah. To go to the Shekhinah and say, Tenu'amu. And that's what we do when we go visit Lo'alinu, somebody that's sitting. We say, Through the mourners of Jerusalem. Because this mourning, like we learned, is a direct result of the destruction of Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, the Sadiq is able to lift the Shekhinah up. Interesting. And then it gets its own hizuk. Interesting. It doesn't come out of the kilipot. It's still in the kilipot, but it's already, it's strong now. Now it can defend itself. It's not like it was wallowing in its agony. Which means it's starting to receive, again, in hiding its kingdom. But it's not revealed yet. So already there's a lot of underground stuff that happens to the Shekhinah before the revelation where they put the crown on the Shekhinah's head. 
and the zivug is done. Le'arot et kol ha'amim et kol ha'selim et m'mshalto. That's going to happen. She'tera'e b'sha'at ha'zechira b'meravi yamenu. We didn't get to that stage yet. Now we're in the talich of the metaken the shechina, and the shechina is getting stronger and stronger. Be'azat Hashem, and although it's still living amongst the chitzonim, but it's mitkaberet. Uh, it's not as low as it was. V'kashen neshlama chibur azehri shor again chibur yishon lo yasaf od yot kamu ad azechira. That's it. The chibur happens. And then it goes dark again. And then after that, The last zam is the anger that's going to come into the world, the last troubles that are going to come into this world. Who knows? That can last for a hundred of years. We don't know if it's behind us. Hopefully it is behind us. And then after the last zam comes, it's going to be hoshech. But the Shekhinah says, Okay, this hoshech I can handle. And then Mashiach ben David comes, Hashem or Lee. So we're going from Yesod. Yesod is going to build the Shekhinah up through the Tzaddik Yesod. That's Mashiach ben Yosef. And then we move up to Tiferet. That's already, you know, the time of Kiryat Yamsuf. That's the time of ready, the ultimate Geulah. But you see, even in Egypt, Rabotai, it was a process. You shouldn't think, okay, we're leaving Egypt. We didn't just leave. It took seven days. The Egyptians were still chasing us. This is at the process of Geulah, we were in trouble. Yamsuf was on one side, Egypt was on the other side. The Jewish people said, let's go back to Egypt. And that was at the time of the Geulah. So the Geulah is not something where you say, okay, abracadabra, everybody is, is, is the Ga'al. It's a process. And uh, like we said earlier, Moshe Rabbeinu knew that that process cannot happen unless he has the bones of Yosef with him to make sure that the Yesod is, is in order. And uh, that's the um, that's what we're up to now. Moshe Rabbeinu is connected to Tiferet today in the Sefirat Omer's Netzach Shebet Tiferet, which uh, that's a kavanah that we can have today. Netzach Shebet Tiferet means that we pray that we should have something that's permanent. Netzach is permanent because the pikida is not permanent. The pikida is not Netzach. The pikida is a temporary you know, a, a, a lead-up to the zechira, to the zachor, and therefore we call that, that we want netzah, we want have a permanent redemption, and the permanent redemption is Shabbat Tiferet. That's through Moshe Rabbeinu or Mashiach ben David, we'll have to see the connection between the two, so that's a good day to learn this, Rabotai, that we hear that so much, be zochet to netzah Shabbat Tiferet, that the, 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 the zechira, the ultimate, you know, the, 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 the final state step, uh, it should happen, and it should happen in Hamim in our time, Amen, Kenya, not so. Rabotai, I don't, uh, I, I, listen, I don't get any feedback. I don't know if, um,